So I'd like to start by today by introducing you to a modern-day shepherd. There's a picture up here. It's coming up. There, okay. Now, in the green is my wife. She is not a shepherd, though she does a good job raising my children. Um, in the left is our good friend, Sal. And now, Sal, when I met Sal 10 years ago, she was the farthest thing from a shepherd ever. She lived in Bristol. She liked tapas bars. She was uh, a city dweller. But through time, she met a guy who owned a farm with loads of sheep on it, and they fell in love. And she moved to that farm and had to throw herself into looking after these sheep. So I heard about this, and kind of years into her doing this, Pips and I went and visited her on her farm. And she was so proud to take me around. She said, John, let me show you what I do. So we went out to this field, and she threw down some kind of feed. And she made this unique noise that I couldn't even imitate. And over the hill came running all of her sheep. Some were white, some were black, and they just came ran running to her. And there she stands in the midst of all these sheep, which was the most unexpected thing, if you knew anything about Sal. And she, and she starts to explain to me who her sheep are. She has names for them. She can tell me about their little idiosyncrasies. This is the way these sheep are. This is what this sheep does. I think this is, this is unexpected. So we continue to walk around her farm, and uh, she tells me all the things she does for these sheep. And I was shocked by how intertwined, how kind of symbiotic the life of her life and the sheep were, how they came together. Because she had to take care of their meals, what they ate, when they ate. She had to look after where they slept and were they warm or were they cold. She talked about the nights that she was up in a row during lambing season, making sure that they were healthy and cared for. In the end, I saw that what I saw in Sal's that she loved those sheep. She really cared for them. For, for her, because she had looked after them, they were valuable. They were worth so much to her. They're more than just a commodity. She kind of knew them. She cared for them. And in today's reading, which I'm going to read in a second, we have Jesus sharing a story about a shepherd and sheep. And in this day and age, when he shared it, everybody would have known what I figured out that day, that the life of a shepherd and a sheep are joined together, and they rely on each other, and they are both valuable to each other. And so let's read it now. It's in Matthew 18, verses uh, 12. It says, Jesus says, as he's gathered people around, as he's standing there sharing with this crowd, he says, if a man owns a sheep, a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wanders off? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he's happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should be lost. I love that Jesus tells a story about shepherd and sheep. Because it shows us that Jesus was among common everyday people. Because shepherds were not a big deal back then. He doesn't share a story among kings about some jeweled goblet and how this explains God. He shares something about everyday normal life. But we know that Jesus isn't just about telling us so we can know more about shepherds and sheep and their relationship. He's actually showing us more. He's using something that they see every day to tell us about the story of humanity and the story of God. That's what he's doing in a simple thing. He's telling us the story of humanity and the story of God. 
humanity the sheep, and God the shepherd. So where do we find the sheep in this story? Well, we find them having wandered off, not with God. And I think it's, it's easy for us to sit in church today and read this and think, well, those sheep are the ones that maybe aren't here today. They're the ones that are out uh, doing things that aren't Christian, the, the sheep that aren't a part of this congregation or this church life. And the truth is, if we read it that way, we would be completely missing what Jesus is saying. I don't know about you, but every Christmas, my wife plays Handel's Messiah, and we listen to it kind of on repeat. And so these uh, lyrics that I can't sing out loud kind of get stuck in my head. And then one of my favorite lyrics is where he says, we all like sheep have gone astray. And this is what the Bible echoes, is that there aren't people in humanity. The story of humanity is not about people who are in and people who are out. It's about all of us who have gone astray. And at times, each one of us, no matter how skilled or amazing you are, have gone and separated ourselves from God. And that's where we have here is sheep that have actually gone their own way, thinking, I can do this different than the shepherd. I'm going to go my own way. And that tells us something about humanity. But I think what we see here is even more about the shepherd, well, even more about God. You see, this is a shepherd who uh, doesn't just care for his flock, who doesn't just look after his flock. He cares about the ones that are on the outside. He cares about the ones who are on the fringe. He cares about every single sheep. You see, we believe in a God who cares about humanity, not just Christians, a God who loves human beings, who loves individuals. No matter where they are, he loves them. Whether you're on the inside or the outside, for God, it's all the same. He loves you. So we see first that we have a God who loves all on the inside and the outside. It doesn't matter. He loves his sheep. But we see second, we see a shepherd who goes after the sheep. We see the sheep just kind of wandering around humanity, eating, enjoying life. Is the shepherd who does all the work, who goes after his sheep, who goes to find that sheep wherever he is. In the same way, God is a God who goes after and finds people, who finds people right where they're at, not all cleaned up and looking nice, not all scrubbed and dressed up. He finds them right where they are. This is the story of God and humanity. God does all the work. He comes and finds you. But he doesn't just leave the sheep here. He doesn't just set up camp. He takes and he holds that sheep and he brings it home. For us as well, God is a God who finds people and brings them home. He brings them back into his care. He brings them back into his protection. And I love that in this story we see that we have a God who is happy, who finds joy in people. Can you imagine a God smiling? God smiling? God smiling over you and who you are? This is a great story, and I love it. I love hearing about um, this God, this shepherd that goes after us and finds us and brings us back and cares for each individual person. But the truth is, on a morning like this, this can seem kind of like just a good story or a good set of ideas. Whenever I read the Bible or have to sit where you're sitting and listen to someone, I always kind of ask myself, 
Well, what does that matter in real life? How does that really work itself out beyond just a church setting? How does the Bible actually apply itself? So I want to kind of share just a really quick story with you about how this has kind of come home for me. And it's a story I've shared once or twice before, but I think it's a valuable one. And it's a story about something that happened to me 10 years ago. And it was right after I got engaged to my wife, Pippa. We, I flew over here. We got engaged in England. And then we flew back to America. And basically, the day that we arrived back, engaged, excited, I lost my job. They just came. They laid off a whole office. And I kind of took this in stride as a good Christian that grew up in church. And I thought, okay, God's in charge. No problem. But as time went on, work didn't quite come in. In the midst of this, what should have been a celebratory time of being engaged and preparing for a wedding, actually became increasingly stressful as I didn't have income coming in. There were times that um, my wife, Pippa, my, my, who I was engaged to, Pippa, had to take jobs cleaning houses to help support me because I couldn't find work. In fact, one time someone gave her money for a mixer because she loves to cook. And instead of buying that as a wedding gift, she gave it to me just so I could pay rent. It was stressful. It was shameful. On top of all of that, I had creditors calling me all the time. And would wake up some mornings, I just didn't know where my food was going to come that day. I didn't have money to put uh, petrol in my tank. And the stress just kind of grew and grew. And where I started in that place of confident Christian, uh, it really wavered. In fact, I found myself getting really angry with God saying, why is all this happening if you say you're good? In fact, I went to church one day, and the preacher said, listen, he said, everybody, I've been on my ups and downs, but God's always allowed me to pay my bills. And I sat there as someone who couldn't pay his bills and wondered, what have I done? It all kind of culminated for me in an afternoon where I got a notice from the bank that said they had processed through a couple of bills that were outstanding, and they processed it through in such a way that I had that it kind of went negative in my accounts, and they charged me a load of different um, kind of charges. And they said, listen, you've got to pay up, so now you're negative. Not only was I at zero, I was at negative money. That's the worst, negative money. And they said, if you don't pay in two days, we're going to shut down your accounts, and you'll have, you can't start a bank account, your credit will be ruined, everything is going to be bad. And it was just the last straw. I thought, I can't do this anymore. And that night I went, and I laid on my bed, and I couldn't sleep, I just felt so angry. I felt so frustrated and alone. And all I could do was put my face into my pillow and scream and scream and scream, hoping nobody would hear me. I was tense with fear and anger, and it was horrible. And when I came to the end of my screaming, where I had nothing left inside of me, I just kind of felt that I had come to the end of myself. And I kind of whispered something to God. I said, here I am. I've got nothing, and I'm a nobody. All the things that I could do where I thought I was was taken away, and there I was, a nobody with nothing. But in that moment of grief, in that moment of sadness, I encountered God. I encountered God in a new and very unexpected way. There he was looking at me, not for what I did, but for me for John, and he said, I love you. 
like we heard from David earlier, when all else is stripped away, we have God and his love. And when all everything was stripped out of my life, I had the good shepherd. Knowing that whatever the world could throw at me, I still had God in my life, the one who had found me and brought me home. That's a story of, of me and God. That's part of my story, and it's valuable. The truth is, as, as I planned this and prayed about it, I had a strong sense, and I'm going to be bold here, that some of you are in here today, and maybe this is your first time in church, or maybe this is your thousands, maybe it's your hundredth time in church. Maybe you've been here loads, but you know that God has been after you. He's been the good shepherd that has come, and he's found you. You know he's been after you. And today, we want to give you an opportunity to respond. We want to give you an opportunity to encounter the love of God, the shepherd who finds you right where you are. What I'm going to do is pray in a second, and we're just going to bow our heads. And it's a simple journey of saying, it's not like all of a sudden some, every, your life is going to change, but it's a, an opportunity for you to say today, God, I'm yours. So we're going to have a time of silence, and then I'm going to say a prayer. And if you want to, inside yourself, you don't say it out loud. I encourage you to pray this prayer as well. Let's bow our heads.